Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Today, let's talk about one of my favorite Executive Presence topics, and that's diversity, or as I like to call it, the Tom Brady problem. Not because I'm from the New York, New Jersey area and because of a football vendetta, but more so from sort of a fun way of saying, if you look like Tom Brady, you really aren't going to have many problems with convincing people of your executive presence. Well, the challenge there is most of us, myself included, uh, don't even remotely resemble Tom Brady in terms of our uh, successes or even our appearance. But for everyone else, I'd say like 95% or 98% of the people in the world, you're going to have some more challenges in terms of your executive presence. And you're going to have to work a little bit harder to to convince people. Now, why is that, right? Why does Tom Brady have it so easy? And to make it very simple, it's just expectations, right? There is a certain expectation, uh, whether it's society or our biology or culture or some combination of all of the above, that someone who looks and presents like Tom Brady is going to be a great leader. Now, what that means for everyone else is if you are in a position uh, of leadership, like a CEO or a quarterback of a major you know, National Football League team, and you don't have that same sort of mold, you're going to be considered an anomaly, right? Now, anomaly doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It just means you're not meeting the, I guess, uh, general expectations of what people come to expect for that particular role. And that's why there's a little bit more work to be done for those who don't look like Tom Brady. So what can you do, right? I'm never going to be able to throw a football the way he does. I'm certainly not going to be able to change my appearance or height or marry a supermodel anytime soon. Um, Here's one thing you can really do. And I learned this concept uh, from a KPMG partner, Mark Cornwell, when we were having a discussion about executive presence. And he was talking about theater involved in executive presence, specifically in the context of high-level kind of partner or board meetings, right? When you go into certain meetings, if you've been to enough of them, you'll start to see that there's a, there's a way these things happen and are put together. They're not random, and they follow certain conventions specific for that organization, for that audience and uh, that time, which lead people to understand and expect that this is who's in charge, this is the timing of things, this is how important this is, this is how things are going to happen. Just like when you go to the theater or you watch a certain genre of movie, like an action movie or a romance movie or a horror movie, there are certain similarities in the way these things occur that meet your expectations for that sort of thing. So what can you do as an individual to leverage this theater? 
So what you can do is think about the situation, right? Let's say uh, you don't, from an external perspective, if no one knows you, right? You go into a meeting and it's your first time as the CEO or your first time pitching to investors and no one would know you by reputation yet. What can you do? You can leverage the way people act, react, and interact in that setting to signal that you are the leader. And that can help assist the executive presence you already have, right? So in a particular meeting, does that person come in first or come in last, right? How are they introduced? Where do they sit? Um, even things like uh, how talkative they are or how they work the room. These are all things that will build into the expectation and help you become less anomalous because you will be fitting into the theater of what is normally expected for someone in that role. So next time you have a situation where uh, you may have the odds stacked against you and people may not expect it, think about the theater of how things work and how you can use that to your advantage. Thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsor. So we've been talking a lot about executive presence and all the advantages it confers and some of the reasons why you'd really, uh, it would really be good to have it for your career and your personal results. Well, today I want to talk about the limits of executive presence, right? It's, it's not a magical quality that's the only thing you need to be successful. However, I want to very specifically address what some of the limits are and maybe what some of the myths are about what executive presence is and what it can and cannot do. So executive presence and having executive presence, let's just assume, imagine yourself as having all the executive presence that you're ever going to have and it's awesome. People are just like, wow, you have amazing executive presence. That's the good news. The bad news is executive presence is not the same thing as being skilled in your area and it's not the same as being an effective leader right just because you have executive presence doesn't mean you're going to be effective as a leader and it also doesn't mean that you're the best choice for the job so you may be wondering joe what are you talking about right everywhere i read they say executive presence you even say executive presence sets the altitude for your career. Why are you downplaying executive presence now? So to explain the nuance here, remember, thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty executive presence morsel.